We would like to take this opportunity to welcome you to the Ansiphone Contact Centers podcast. As a leading provider of business process outsourcing and call center solutions, Ansiphone Contact Centers prides itself on 50 years of delivering world-class customer experience and brand extension. We offer state-of-the-art communications technology and outsource call center services, including inbound calls, outbound calls, HIPAA-compliant secured text messaging, email response, live chat, and more. We provide a seamless extension of you. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Craig Castelletto, and I'm here today with my co-host, Judy Lynn, and we're honored to take part in the Ansiphone Contact Center's podcast interview with several of the customer service reps here for Ansiphone. So thank you guys so much for being here. I want to start off by uh, having you introduce yourself. Tell us what your role is, what you do, and how long have you been here? Francis, can you start off? Hi, my name is Francis Meta. I've been working here for almost two years. I'm a member services representative for a medical health plan. Okay, great. How about you, Michael? Good morning. I'm Michael Patterson. I've been with Ansiphone since uh, February of uh, this year, 2019. And uh, I've worked with a, uh, a medical insurance uh, provider, one national and one local. I've been enjoying it quite a bit. Paula? Hi, my name is Paula Beecham. Um, I started last July as a temp and got picked up in October for doing a great job. So I, I am a customer service rep. I was a dispatcher, so I'm moving up and around the company and enjoying it. All right, all right. So I want to get kicked off by asking you like a really important question here. Can you each share a customer case where you felt like it required some required more sensitivity or discernment on your part? Francis, could you could you start off by telling us about a specific case that you remember? Of course. Um, I had a mother call. Uh, she had just came from trying to pick up her six-year-old's seizure prescription. Um, the pharmacy kept rejecting the claim. When I pulled up the prescription on our formulary, the, it appeared that it wasn't covered any, anymore. So at that point, when I had to deliver that message to the mother, she lost it a little bit. And she started cursing a lot. And when certain situations arise, we have desk-level procedures where we are authorized to warn the member three times and we can disconnect. But that's when it kind of hit home for me a little bit. I also have a daughter who's about the same age as her son. And I was able to put myself in her position and, and ask myself, what would I do? And I would want somebody to find a solution for my daughter. So I let her vent. I let her let it all out. And um, when I, there was finally some room for me to speak, I, I was able to calm her down and connect her to a health navigator, which they were able to help the member and the member was able to get the prescription. You know, I think one of the things that people sometimes overlook, especially when they're feeling like in a moment of, when they're in a moment of crisis is realizing that the person they're talking to you on your end is just a human being, just like they are, like their mothers, their fathers, their sisters, their brothers. And they could probably, I would say probably most likely can relate to a lot of the situations that I'm sure you encounter with other callers and you can, you know, transfer your experience to them to hopefully get them to kind of maybe reduce their stress, so to speak. Yeah, and this is a, a very serious prescription. It's seizure prescription. Um, it's pretty much life or death. Um, it's very scary. So I'm very happy I was able to help in some way, and the child got their prescription. And what about you, Paula? I'm, I'm interested to hear a customer case where you feel like it requires some more sensitivity on your part. 
I've had one a couple of months back. Uh, I had a caller. Uh, he, I guess, needed a wheelchair ramp. Um, he said he traveled a lot and on the go. So he had a ramp, but it wasn't suitable to him. That he's gone different stores, was looking for this ramp. He needed a 10-foot long ramp. And so I searched trying to help him because I know um, they need help and assistance and a lot of things since he was alone that he has to do by himself. So he wanted it retractable, um, 10 foot long and easy and light to carry. So I did go online and I found him one, but it wasn't 10 inches like he wanted it. So I found him six inches, but it was retractable and light. And I threw in the carrying case for him. I was like, so easy for you to carry. So he says, well, maybe I can make that work because uh, he's been having a hard time and couldn't get no help. was looking on his own. And he was very, very grateful that I took the time because it took an hour and a half to assist him. So um, that just made me feel better when I found something to assist him with. Was he able to express or did he express his like gratitude for the help you gave him? He did. He called a uh, call back, called up my manager and um, I ended up getting a little reward, uh, not acknowledgement of how much I assisted him and that he appreciated and was sorry he took so much of my time. But he wanted them to understand that I did do something wonderful for him. Would you agree that it's it's sometimes it's just beyond just answering the call? Like sometimes you're go, you're doing things that you may not necessarily expect just to help that person out. They don't even expect it. They feel that other callers or other people don't have the time or don't want to spend the time with them. And I went out of my way to make sure, you know, because I chose many items after items after items for him. And uh, he said I went over and beyond. So, yeah. I wanted to add this. I think that's pretty amazing because I think most people's experience, especially when you're dealing with someone that you don't know on the other side of the phone, may be negative, right? right? And and their expectations of what type of service they're going to receive may not necessarily be too high. True. So when you do get that, that's pretty refreshing and and comforting on that side. That's true. Yeah. I have many customers tell me that um, the other people they talked to was rude and didn't want to help so much. And the few minutes that I spend with them, they see that I was trying to do it for them. Paula, I have a question for you. So it's a very interesting case that you're sharing. And in cases like this where, let's say, the customer is slightly more demanding than normal, do you find that as a burden or do you find that as like, oh, I'm, I'm, if you feel more determined to want to help them? Like, what's your thought process or perspective on that? I feel more determined to help them out. I get them talking, especially irate. I love irate mm. customers that have been my life to assist irate customers because they come on and then, like you said, they cussing us out, being very rude, cutting us off and stuff. So I find a, a point that we could share. Oh, I feel, I know how you feel and, <laughs> you know, tell me more, you know, because I could tell you. But uh, then I end up uh, comforting them. And they start being more polite, and we end up laughing. And then at the end of the call, they'd be like, you know, this was a great call. You you know, you're a great person to talk to. I want to call you back and talk to you again, you know. So I'm like, well, thank you, but that might not happen, you know. So, But you have a good, blessed day anyway. And, you know, that sends them off uh, feeling better than when they first made the call. Yeah, it's nice to be uh, in demand, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. How about you, Michael? What can you uh, share in reference to a customer case where you feel cried some sensitivity on your part? Really, all of them, uh, 
you know, working with uh, different uh, healthcare branches of folks calling in for whatever it is, it's already kind of of a sensitive nature. As my coworker was saying, you definitely want to, uh, uh, you know, be as empathetic and try to place yourself in their shoes as, as possible and just kind of be in that mode from the outset. And, uh, and the ones that are angry for, uh, for whatever reason, uh, it definitely does help to let them vent a little bit. Most folks, uh, just uh, need to vent for a little bit and, you know, they're not in the room with me. So, you know, there's, there's, uh, it's not going to hurt me. So I just kind of let them go. And then you can kind of tell where they're getting to a point where they're ready to talk a little bit. And then you can kind of get working on things for them. But, uh, yeah, this is just a sensitive uh, business. So in the mode all the time. When you take a phone call, do you ever like have an idea where the call may go or what direction it's going in? And then based on maybe your experience and stuff, do you kind of like figure out like, all right, so maybe these are some of the things that I have to do or say to kind of uh, get through it? Well, sure. There's, uh, you know, there's the script that we uh, need to follow and there's the the way they uh, were taught to, to handle the calls for, uh, you know, maximum uh, expediency. But uh, you can't shift into the cookie-cutter mindset. You have to you know, kind of fight that, even though you're going through the, the steps as you're trained to do. You know, you're, you're keeping an ear out and, you know, listening to make sure it, if the customer has needs beyond what are the obvious or what they're stating. Oftentimes, the customers don't know how to state what they want, and you kind of have to perceive and you read into it a little bit and then ask and uh oftentimes they're uh you know oftentimes they that those extra things uh, they, you know they do need some attention on those things so you can help them out do you feel like your experience uh in dealing with certain callers can help you with future calls or has has that happened to you oh sure yeah every every call is a training session we're learning every call michael that's a really good point Point about what you said about not just always fitting with that cookie cutter mindset and that um, it's a super sensitive case. So in, in that way, do you find that you have to be pretty adaptable and think quickly on how to accommodate your, your customers requests? Yeah, uh, very definitely. And, uh, you know, keeping the ears open while I'm typing and kind mm. of going through the process is is challenging uh you know i gotta make sure i'm in uh in active listening mode mm. as we call it and uh and uh you know so there's times where i have to have them repeat something that uh i it was just kind of on the edge of the consciousness because i was typing what they had previously told me oh well wait a minute what was that uh let's follow up on that too can you elaborate a little more about that what you said active listening can you just elaborate what you mean and the mindset of that? Sure. That's one of the things we're trained to do here at Ansiphone is to, you know, be an active listener where we're, uh, you know, we're, we're taking in and, and, you know, trying to uh, perceive and, uh, you know, mentally catalog as, as much as possible all, all the different things that were being asked uh, over the telephone. And, um 
So it's uh, those kind of skills, you know, keeping keeping the ears open and not not getting tunnel visioned into uh, you know the the task part, but uh, you know keeping the communication going back and forth with the with the call, or even you know hope you're having a good day today at the at the outset of the call, kind of helps get them more talkative, and then they're able to they're more comfortable to communicate with you what they. That's amazing. And the one thing I do want to add is it seems that really the skill behind answering calls is even more so listening as opposed to just talking. Mm-hmm. Right. And you think about, you know, Michael spent talked about the active listening part, but it's really not even so much talking to that person that's on the phone, but actually listening to really what they have to say to address their concerns. So, yeah, I think it's amazing just listening to all three of you is that I think from a general public's perspective, I would never think that taking a customer service call was such a skill set. Like I had no idea there was so much uh, like strategic thought process and certain mindsets and having the emotional um, navigation, so to speak. It's, it's quite, uh, it's a quite intriguing uh, subject. So Francis, I wanted to get your perspective on that previous question we asked in reference to being pretty adaptable and acting quickly and how those kind of skills can help you during a phone call and trying to help out a customer. Every member is different, so you can never make any assumptions. Um, you always have to treat, begin the call treating the member with respect and um, kindness. So a lot of the time, we have the ability to control and direct the call. Um, the mem- for example, the member can call upset, and, um, but we, we, we can change that. We can um, definitely uh, direct the call to where the member is um, fully satisfied by the end of the call. I think there's a a lot of people out there who may have had a negative experience or have a negative stereotype about call centers in general or customer service representatives that they get connected with over the phone. To highlight kind of the flip side of that, has there ever been a story, a specific story about where you received some really good recommendation from one of your callers, something that really stands out for you uh, that you can highlight for us? At one point, I even had a member started crying. She told me that Prior to speaking to me, she had, she had, she was dealing with a lot. She spoke to different um, representatives, could have been different companies, I'm not sure, but that she kind of, she was hesitant to call again or call um, the medical health plan. Um, but she said, she did a little prayer, you know, please let me have a kind person, patient person. And by the end of the call, she asked me, you know, um, you were exactly the prayer that I, that I asked for, and um, I can't I can't believe it. It was just it couldn't end more perfectly than it did, and she started crying, and it made me cry. <laughs> and it just is very satisfying to be able to help people and and offer them kindness. I think that's what makes me want to come to work. What about uh, you, Paula? Yes, I uh, look forward in uh, speaking with all of my callers. Uh, for one, I was raised to uh, treat people um, as I want to be treated. And that's my first thought when speaking to the callers. Um, like we said, we all experience uh, irate customers and who's tired of the runaround, who needs answers, who needs direction. So, yes, I get my recognition because I get these callers who talked to several other people before they got to me and want to know this and that and this and that and where to go, who to talk to. So, of course, I sympathize because I know 
sometimes I'm that caller. And I wish and want someone understanding and patient on the other line to calm me down and direct me to where I need to go. So, yes, I get uh, customers who have other callers and still don't know uh, or get the answer that they're looking for. So I, I'm i like the, the buck stop here person, you know. Okay, so you had one, two, three. Let's do one first. Okay, one, this, 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 this. Two, this, 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 this. Three, I'm sorry I couldn't help you more than I could. I'm not the right person that you need to contact. But let me tell you who you, you need to speak with and stop the running around. Um, get in cut touch with this person. And don't give up until someone gets on the line and speaks with you. And they're mostly gracious of that. It was like, oh, you've been wonderful. You know, even though you couldn't assist what I needed, but you was there to direct me to where I need to go. And that sometimes is what people need. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that's so comforting on their part, just knowing that there's someone out there that really genuinely wants to help them and support them and figure out whatever it is they need them to figure out. Right, not get the bounce around, jump around, and phone tagging and this. Well, stop the phone tag. (laughs) Call this number and, and go that way. As I was listening to you, Paula, I realized that you know, it sounded like whether you got recognition or not, you were needing to service the person because it was just the right thing to do. Yes. And so is that how you operate for most of your calls? It's just based on your own personal ethics or personal, um, personal, um, I guess, moral compass, whatever you want to call it? I say E all the above. That is my my standards from the time I get up until the time I fall asleep, no matter where I'm at, unless, you know, you are individual where, you know, I don't need to be around or in touch, but I'll politely, oh, thank you, you know, but, but that is my, my doing. That's my way. That's how I'm, how how I'm framed, Mm -hmm. you know, so whether upbringing and teaching or learning on my own. Um, I did uh, customer service all my life. Um, I used to even, uh, when I was in school, I was a student counselor. I'm a student, and I'm still being a, was a student counselor because I knew how other kids and other people, period, feel. I know and understand what they need and want because that's me. You know, at one time, that was me, and I wish there was somebody like me for me then, you know, so, but no, that's my standards and my thinking, and I try not to go outside of that. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Michael, what do you think? Is there anything specific about a story where you got some really good recognition from one of your callers and uh, just stood out for you? Uh, the recognition is really nice. And, uh, and uh, yeah, when you hear that they're surprised, at, at the level of customer service, I have to agree, my coworker. That's that's always the real plus. But uh, again, in agreement with Paula, you know, uh, one of the one of the aspects of character that we're all trying to pursue is uh, you know doing the right thing when nobody's looking. So uh, you know, the, the customers, uh, if they, if they say that's that's a real plus, but. Uh, Kind of getting the job done for them, uh, and as Paula was talking about uh, being the buck stops here, uh, customer service rep is uh, is really rewarding, and um, 
and again, you know, uh, all the, uh, uh, the, the medical issues or, you know, the, whatever the, whatever is going on in the lives of the customers who are calling and needing assistance, the difficulties and things help us to be in their shoes and to, uh, you know, be the person we'd want if we were calling. You know, it's amazing. Um, the more I hear each and every one of you talk about your experiences, the more I realize that you're probably less about being in the call center business and more about being in the people business, <laughs> right? Because it's really all about dealing with people, right? And you may be actually answering a phone, but you're really just dealing with people. And that's pretty amazing. I think that's a very special talent that each and every one of you have. So Michael, I wanted to ask you, maybe I could um, pose this question to everyone here is like, what do you like about working here at Ansiphone? The people-based business is, uh, you know, why I'm here doing, working with the customers. And uh, that's why I was looking for a customer service sort of job. And Ansiphone has been a really great place to work. Uh, the, the crew has all been uh, really very nice. And uh, the supervisors and co-workers, they, you know, they're looking out for you. So if you need assistance, always call them or flag them down and uh uh you know they're there to help get the job done and you know do the do the team thing which is really good what about you francis i would have to say the people the people that we speak to on the phone and our co-workers um i've experienced that no matter how bad our day my day goes um we've kind of developed like this this team work friendship and I know that I can always go with any of them for support. Paula? I do appreciate that Answerphone picked me up, but I feel like that I was contracted to assist and give the best customer service that I can. And that's what I do every time I put on my headsets and get on the phone, just be the best customer service possible. Do you feel with other customer service representatives here that you have your own like community? Cause you share in a lot of the same type of things that you, you all experience the same things when you're talking to people on the phone. Do you have a sense of community here with other customer service reps? Um, yes, we all do. Um, I mostly um, get other um, associates to tell me that they hear me when I'm on a call and how I move them from across the room that they can understand and see how my callers feel every time I speak with them. So that is my greatest achievement and satisfaction is from my customers. Awesome. Is there anything that any of you would like to add in reference to anything we spoke about or something maybe we didn't touch on today? Be who you are and uh, you want this company um, to be known as having the best uh, caring and um, upgoing uh, employees and you just need to think that you not at home where you with your friends or whatever you come in to represent a company and to also shine and let the company see how much you shine yeah yeah i would i would agree with paula that uh it's you know you want every call to be as good as it can be and as helpful as it can be and uh um you know you want them to uh be glad that they called in and talked to, uh, you know, talk to your company and talk to the providers. And, uh, you know, you want the providers happy that they're uh, 
working with Ansiphone. And I think um, you have to kind of just, when you start the day, just have the mindset in which you can, um, the goal is to facilitate someone's daily task. And um, hopefully you give them a pay it forward type of um, experience. You know, I think I could speak for Judy here uh, when I say that it's really been an absolute honor to speak with each and every one of you. Um, I've learned a lot today about what you guys are doing, and um, I have a greater appreciation for the job that you're doing and helping everyone, because that could be me one day. Uh, it probably has been me at one point, but the, the role that you guys are playing is such a significant role, and I think you guys are just doing an amazing job, and I appreciate each and every one of you uh, to share your stories and what you're doing here at Ansiphone. So I want to thank you for that. Yeah, I just want to definitely thank the three of you for coming out and sharing this lovely podcast. Um, I think like Craig, I learned great things about this industry and uh, what Ansiphone is about. And I would have never thought how much was involved in being a call center representative. And um, I totally respect that. And I learned about emotional intelligence and about your active listening and some other great attributes that you have. And thank you so much for coming out. Really appreciate it. Thank, thank you. Thank you, guys.